0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed Play Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Starting solids can be exciting for everyone. There's nothing quite as satisfying as seeing your child eat food. But there has been a rise in children affected by food allergies in Australia and indeed across the world. So how do you know what your child will react to? Heidi Young has been a clinical nurse specialist in childhood allergy for the last three years. She's founded The Nest to give parents and carers the tools to handle allergies in their children. Today she's talking about introducing solids. Hi Heidi, how are you? Hello, good. Thank you very much. How many children have food allergies in Australia? So currently, um,
1: one in 10 under one-year-olds has a diagnosed food allergy, and um, once you get past that age of one, it's between 4 to 8% of children that still have their food allergy, because a lot of children grow out of their food allergy by the age of five, um, but obviously some won't. So yeah, it's quite a big number, one in 10.
0: Mm. Is there a safe way to introduce solids to babies?
1: There's only one way to do it
0: <laughs>
1: there really is there's only one way to do it just pop the food in the mouth um there, there's there's ways uh so we we would recommend that you you can just start with a small amount but what we don't recommend is that you rub it on their skin um that is probably going to cause the skin to go red anyway and it doesn't really tell you anything it doesn't tell you anything at all it just tells you that the skin's got red because you rubbed food on it um we also don't um particularly recommend putting it on their lips because um contact reaction can make a lip swell but contact reaction isn't necessarily something that we would worry too much about either so that's when you get the redness sort of around the mouth especially when kids eat strawberries and things like that it's really just a contact reaction which is a lot less it's like less of a worry than than any other kind of reaction so it really the only way is to pop it in their mouth um just maybe a tight like a quarter of an uh, eighth of a teaspoon is something that we would say, or just a, like an eighth of a piece of bread if you're checking like wheat. Um, so just starting with a small amount. Yep.
0: And does that mean you give them just that small amount and nothing else?
1: Well, there's, there's some guidelines um, around that we, we use at the hospital, but also that are just kind of common sense guidelines where we would give an eighth of a teaspoon and then we would wait half an hour and then we would give um, a quarter of a teaspoon. And then we would wait half an hour and give them half a teaspoon, wait another half an hour and give them a whole teaspoon. So that that half an hour, because most allergic reactions will happen relatively quickly, usually within, way within that half an hour, usually within five, ten minutes. So that gives you that space in between. But it also then they've ended up having kind of one, one and a half teaspoons or something, which is a decent amount, especially of nuts or egg or something like that. So that's the way that we at the nest would recommend that you, that you give... Um, give something and when the child is okay with that so when they've had that kind of every half an hour those four doses um we would then say continue to give that for the next few days the same just just a whole teaspoon um and then keep it in the diet because this is what happens um children that have um that maybe have a sensitivity looming or that may show that they might have some allergies if you give something that they're okay with and then you take it away again for six weeks the body then could see it as um, the enemy because allergy is um, an overreaction of your immune system so that can happen we see so many children who have become re-allergic to something because they've gone home and just not eaten it.
0: So when you talk about looking for a reaction in that period of time, is there anything specific that you should be looking out for?
1: Yeah, so um, hives or welts, it depends what you call them really, but the risen bumps that are usually, um, they can they can really be anywhere on the body. If they're around the mouth, they can be confused with um, contact reaction but they also can be the contact reaction. Contact reaction doesn't need to be just red. It can also be raised white lumps around the mouth, but it's really just that the food is in all the dribble and it's all kind of there. Um, whereas um, if it spreads over the torso, the back, the arms, it, you know, hives can actually pop up anywhere once the food is in the bloodstream. Um, hives and welts are definitely a, a symptom. And then any sort of swelling, especially around the face, I can have swellings of swelling of the lips, um, of the eyes, it can look quite dramatic. Um, swelling of the eyes, Um, abdominal pain, um, although vomiting is not... Vomiting can be a sign of them being allergic to something, but it's not a sign of anaphylaxis um, unless it's a sting or a bite from an insect. So that's obviously separate to food. Um, But, yeah, the gastro system can get involved as well, so they can have abdominal pain um, and some vomiting as well.
0: What do you do if you see this happening in your child after you've given them some food?
1: so the, the, with if it's just the mild to moderate signs, which are the, is what I've just explained um of the hives um so basically mild to moderate are really visible the the kind of signs they don't look very nice, the swelling of the eyes or the lips the 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 hives on the body, but as you can see, like none of that is um to do with the respiratory or the cardiac system so once the cardiac and the respiratory system get involved that is when it's anaphylaxis and that's when you get the swelling in the throat and the, the continuous cough, this persistent cough, um, and they sometimes really young children will get pale and floppy. Older children will say they're dizzy. That's your blood pressure dropping. So it's when sometimes allergy can look really horrific, but actually it's just mild and moderate symptoms. It's when those anaphylactic symptoms come about. Um, so with the mild to moderate symptoms, we would just give antihistamine. And that would take down the swelling. It can take 20, 30 minutes sometimes, but that's what we would do. Just give antihistamine. But then you keep watching them for any of those signs of anaphylaxis, like the noisy breathing, um, the swelling. If they're saying there's swelling in the throat, the change in their voice, the dizziness, um, all the signs that are on an ASCII action plan, which is on my website, um, then that the only thing that's going to help that is adrenaline or the EpiPen.
0: And then you're calling the ambulance because yep. if you you I would assume if you're just introducing these foods you haven't got an EpiPen you haven't got an EpiPen
1: no so um if you see any signs of anaphylaxis anything that is compromising their breathing or if they're pale and floppy they're, or there's a persistent cough just after you fed this food um or a wheeze which is the, the, the noisy breathing then you would immediately call an ambulance and you would say that it's an, that you are suspecting a severe allergic reaction, and
0: that the breathing is compromised. And the milder reactions, would you? You mentioned you would give them an antihistamine. Should we be taking that child to see a specialist after that?
1: Yeah, if there's swelling and there's hives, then definitely because um, that's a very. You can see that that's an allergic reaction. That's not really going to be anything else, especially if you've just fed them uh, one of the the common foods. Um, So, yeah, it's not a medical emergency with just those symptoms of mild to moderate um, reaction. But definitely I would be taking them to an immunologist or an allergist. Um, uh, Not necessarily. uh, I I would go straight for the specialist, to be honest, with those symptoms. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Do you, and you need a referral for those.
1: You not if you go privately, but if you go through the hospital, you need a, a referral. Yes.
0: Okay. So um, you were mentioning there that the one eighth, one quarter, and so forth, with trying the foods. Is that with every new food you introduce or is it one of the ni- common nine that people or children can react to? It's
1: from the common nine, yeah. It's not a bad idea if you're nervous about any food to just add a little bit at a time. But the common nine, uh, which are egg, milk, uh, wheat, soy, peanut, fish, sesame, shellfish, and um, I'm forgetting something I think that's here. nine. Tree nuts. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so they're the big nine. They're the ones that we say introduce them between four to six months.
0: Yes, because they used to say don't feed your baby Mm -hmm. strawberries for the first six months or it changed depending on when you had your children. Mm. And that's not the case anymore? No. The only thing that you should
1: not be given your child in the first year is honey, but that's completely separate. That's to do with listeria. That's not to do with allergy. Um, and the other thing is obviously that they say cow's milk isn't good for a baby under one, you know, just straight cow's milk in a bottle under the age of one. Other than that, we should be introducing all of those common allergenic foods as early as possible. At four months old, you can pop a little bit of peanut paste into your baby's mouth Um uh, and that that's absolutely fine. So th- it's very important that your child is actually sitting up properly and can is is ready to eat because a lot of four months old aren't ready to eat never before four months, but some four months, uh, four month old children are, are ready. But between four and six months by six months, we want them to be exposed to to these foods with tree nuts. Obviously, we just grind them up. Um, you know, get almond meal or housing up meal or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's very important to get these foods in early.
0: What if there's a family history of some particular food allergy? Does is it can it be genetic?
1: It can be, but not necessarily. So we say that if you have a family history, it's even more important to get that early introduction in. Because, like I said, that it's an it's an overreaction of the immune system, and we want to introduce it early, get it used to it early. Um, so if you have, and especially if there's eczema in the family as well, um, th- that's kind of seen as a link. People can be sensitized through broken skin to a food. So, um, if there's a family history, all the more reason to get those foods in quickly.
0: Heidi, thank you so much for coming in today. You're welcome. Thank you. That's Heidi Young. She's a childhood allergy specialist and founder of The Nest. We'll pop a link to their website in the notes of this episode.